that highway tonight. Thank the Lord that there's a way. Praise his holy name that he's made a way, provided the way before us. Didn't expect us to blaze it. Didn't expect us to just figure it all out on our own. He's <coughs> mapped it out and laid it out quite clearly for us. Giving us a road map. Aren't you so glad? Praise the Lord. Trust you've had a good day in the Lord. Trust you've enjoyed this beautiful weather. And maybe you've gotten a nap. I didn't get to get a nap today. But uh, we, were, we were blessed with good services and presence of the Lord. And we just want to continue that this evening. I appreciate a lot of work came this morning. And just want to ask for them to move again this evening. Let's remember those that aren't here. Uh, Sister Vaughn and uh, Sister Keisha and Sister Anita is not there. So let's pray for them as well. They should be <coughs> also Sister Sharon. So let's stand this evening and welcome the Lord's presence. We do welcome you, Lord, in your presence. We thank you for how you ministered to us this morning and encouraged and strengthened our hearts in your word and your promises. Thank you, Lord, for abiding with us. Thank you, Lord, for the comforter, your blessed Holy Spirit. We thank you for your many blessings to us. We ask, Lord, that you would just see us fit to visit us again this evening. Minister to our hearts, we pray. As we lift up our voices, may our hearts be lifted up to you. Giving glory and honor to your name. Praise your holy name this evening. Amen. You may be seated. Trust you're ready to worship the Lord again. Your voices. A few weeks ago, we sang a song that was new to most of you. This one that I told you to put in the back of your books for mercies, the mercies of God. We'll try that again tonight. I told you we'd try it again at a later time. <coughs> Everybody find your copy. Do you have one? The mercies of God. Greet me at morn when I waken from 
perhaps that we recognize and other mercies the Lord bestows that we don't know he's there doing it but we can thank him for every one of them well I like that song um, the author is Tio Chisholm he's the one that also wrote great is thy faithfulness so maybe it means a little more to you that way and we might try that one another time all right we'll sing out of our hymnal does someone have a song or chorus that you'd like to sing With 75, all right. Lord, I hear of showers of blessing. I think we've sung this one back along the way. Don't know if you remember it. No, I don't. <laughs> oh, you don't? Oh. <laughs> Sing. 
Give us the showers of blessing that we have need of. Well, we'll try one I think you do know. 157, Jesus is all I need. 157, I'm glad in the times we're living in, we have one as we heard this morning that we can trust in. He's all sufficient. Do you know this? No? I see Brother Barnes shaking his head, yes. <laughs> Shall we stand as we sing?
see a parts whatsoever the strife. Jesus is all I need. All that I need, He will always be. All that I need, till His face I see. All that I need through eternity. I think some of you decided you did know it, didn't you? <laughs> Thank you for your good singing. Is he really all you need? Amen. 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 Do you have a testimony tonight?
really good. This is mercy to my, uh, to my heart. And uh, sometimes, sometimes in the testimony time, sometimes it takes our minds to, our minds are turning and sometimes yeah. things don't crystallize right away or something. There's people like me that have trouble putting about anything into, into the right <laughs> words. <laughs> but uh, I just want to stand and say I, I appreciate God's His goodness, His faithfulness, and His mercy in my heart. And uh, my determination is to do His will. The songwriter said, I'm determined. I've made up my mind. And uh, sometimes his, his will isn't always. Sometimes there's obscurities, things that, that, that press in on us. Uh, uh, and we don't always see clearly maybe the next next thing or you know what, what the Lord would have us to do but as he would show me his will was to, uh, I'm determined to, to, to do his will praise the Lord good good anybody else Amen. well I'll give you opportunity to after we have a time of prayer let's turn our hearts to the Lord <coughs> prayer and let's lift up our prayer request so we can pray together amen well thank the Lord we have someone to go to when we have needs that's pretty often, isn't it? Michael's mom texts back the good news about how her dad was doing, and I said, prayer is as good as God is. Amen? It's as good as God is. Sometimes we talk about prayer a lot, but really it's about the Lord is what we're talking about. It's what He can do. He can move mighty mountains. He can bring up a low place. He can lower the high place and make a highway, level it out. Thank the Lord He's able, whatever it is, whatever they need, He's able. Any more testimonies tonight? All right, Brother Michael, come and take up the evening offering.
all hearts clear this evening. service downtown while you're doing it inside. So, well, that sounds like a good idea. So we finished eating quickly and headed out the door. Got over there to pick up Jeremy and then uh, they had most of the people moved outside. So I thought, wow, that's interesting. So we ended up, they uh, didn't let Kevin in for whatever reason. Maybe he didn't have his papers, but they didn't let him in. And so we ended up doing a service outside. So that worked out. Reinforcements were already there. <laughs> We had a good little service out there and enjoyed the beautiful weather the Lord gave us. Pretty, uh, pretty encouraging crowd there. Thank the Lord. Amen. Well, that's my testimony. I've enjoyed a good day in the Lord. The body is starting to wear out, but the soul is not. Thank the Lord. <laughs> Amen. You do your best to pay attention so I don't fall asleep while I'm preaching, would you? <laughs> Amen. Let's stand and take your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. <clears throat> Begin to read at verse 15 and I'll read through the rest of the chapter. Matthew chapter 7, verse number 15. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns, or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have we cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, 
for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass, when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. Let's pray. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for how you ministered to our hearts this morning. We give you the glory for that. As we open up your word again tonight, we pray that you would do the ministering. Speak to our hearts. Guide us and direct us. Give us some spiritual morsel to chew on tonight, and we'll praise you forever. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> I want to talk to you about laying the foundation of your life. Laying the foundation of your life. Some may think of this message and say, well, I've already done this. I've already laid the foundation of my life. I've already built a house and my foundation is already set. But I think it's good for us to be reminded once in a while, to be brought back to the first principles and make sure that we don't forget how important the, the first works are, if you will. Laying that spiritual foundation. We understand the, the foundation is the rock. Amen? Really what we're trying to talk about is the rock this evening. And how important it is to set your foundation that you're rooted and grounded and settled on the rock. We kind of talked a little bit about him this morning, didn't we? And how important it is to be trusting in him and confiding in him and committing our ways to him. And so maybe we're not talking so much about the rock this evening, but the importance of being founded on that rock. The importance of being rooted and grounded and settled in Him and how to do that. He says that, he starts off by saying, therefore, in verse number 24, he said, therefore. And if we back up prior to this parable that he's giving about the wise man and the foolish man, about the rock foundation, about the sandy foundation, he talks about those who or they're going to be uh, they're the ones who hear the truth. They're going to be the ones who have been taught the truth. And maybe they're even teachers themselves. And sometimes we don't think about that. We, we think of some people, oh, they've sat in church. You know, they've, they've been churchgoers. They've been my neighbors. They've been your neighbors. And they've, they've been and they've heard the truth. But he's talking about even people who are false prophets, people who are even teaching the gospel. And you think about that. That's somebody that's pretty in-depth. That's not just a fly-by-night. But he's talking about people who... Uh, seem to be around the kingdom as we would identify with your eyes and my eyes we would say that these are people who are in the kingdom they're doing kingdom work they're casting out devils they're doing many mighty works they're doing great things and we'd be able to point our finger at them and say wow look what that person is doing for the Lord but in the end he says they never had the solid foundation they were never uh, producing good fruit so to speak and from the heart and so he starts off with this parable and he mentions earlier in this passage about those that do the will of the Father. In verse number 21, he says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. And then he comes down and he mentions it again when he starts off this parable. And he says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them. See, there's a difference. And we've talked about this before. Hearing the truth and, uh, and hearing the word and having God speak to a person is not enough. 
but we have to obey. And we all know that, but we need to be reminded, and that's the message that God has put upon my heart this evening. Making sure your foundation is set. I remember, and I may have mentioned it here before, but you guys know that we used to do construction. We used to do custom-built homes, and we did everything from the ground up. We would do everything from making sure the surveyor pens were where they were supposed to be, and we were starting off on the right property. And then we would go out with the customer, and we would map things out, and we would set the laser level. That was a big technology back then. That's they're probably using GPS stuff now, and I, I even hear of them doing uh, surveying things with the drones now. Jeremy, there you go. There's a job for you. But we'd lay out the plot of the land and where the house was going to go, and we'd get the measuring tape out and the wheel. We would use the wheel for the rough measurements, and when it got started getting real accurate, you know, we was measuring the tape out there. And Dad would measure it one way, and then he would measure it the other way, and then he'd measure diagonally and make sure it was square, and he would set the stakes up. And sometimes the customers needed to look at those stakes for a little bit, and we would spray lines in between the stakes and put up string or flag tape and say, hey, here's, here's where your house is going to sit, and your porch is going to be, your back porch is facing off that way, and it's going to be looking at the creek this way, and I know I wanted to adjust it a little bit at an angle, and so we'd have to re remap it all out again. And that happened different times. And people would say, oh, no, I don't want my house here. I actually want it over here. And we'd be, at one time, we were about to dig. We started making the first scoop just as the excavator touched the dirt. They came out and said, no, 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 we want it this other way. We want to change something a little bit. And sometimes people are undecisive, and they want to change back and forth. But we built this one house, and, and we went down, and, and we're digging around. And there were, some, there were some things that happened. I don't know if I should go into all the details, because it might just kind of carry your minds away. But... There was, kind of a, there was kind of an accident that happened, and it was kind of on our part. And uh, there was the certain grade depth that the uh, basement was supposed to be dug, and it was supposed to be dug just a certain depth. And uh, the guy that we had helping us, we have tried to hire different people uh, throughout the years that we've been in business, and it seemed to be hard to find somebody that would uh, show up on time and didn't want to do drugs and drink. Now, that's kind of tough. It doesn't seem like it should be. It was hard to find somebody to work. So anyway, we had this guy, and... That's a long story, but he was drinking in the evenings, and we found out later. He wasn't paying attention when he was supposed to be paying attention. And my brother was on the excavator digging, and this guy wasn't running the level right. And he had my brother digging too deep. And my brother dug a little too deep, and he had a whole, the whole thing almost finished. But it was a little too deep. And the one side where he was digging it a little bit deeper broke through into sand. Oh, man. You're building a house. You cannot build it on sand. You may go down to the beach sometime on vacation, and you may build a little sandcastle, but even a little sandcastle won't last very long. You can't build a house on sand. And one person, the, the owner said, Well, you know, maybe you could just bring in and put some stone in there and tamp it down and try to... Dad said, No, you can't, you can't do that. He said that we're going to have to go down until we hit something solid. And he said, we hit something solid, then we'll make the whole house that level, whatever it is, solid. But we got to get through the sand. We can't be in the sandy area. That was probably a good thing we found that out because we always run the tamper when we uh, dig the basement out. And then we set the other grade a little bit lower for the footer. And the footer is the concrete that gets poured in right in line with the walls. So if you're going to dig out and make a place for this church... This church doesn't have a basement, but even if it was sitting on top of the ground, you would dig uh, all the area in which the building is going to lay, 
and then you would go over here where the wall, which is usually the perimeter, or any, anywhere where you're going to have load-bearing walls, and you put in footers, and you go down deeper, and you, you dig it down deeper, and you put thick concrete in there. You want it to be solid. You want it to be tough. This floor in here doesn't have to be real solid because it's just us walking on it. But that, out there along the edge of the wall, that's got to be pretty solid. And so around the footers, we dig it down farther, and we tamp it. But I've heard of contractors that don't even tamp it. I mean, we, we tamped everything. We had our own tamper. We rented a couple times, and then Dad bought one at an auction. We, it was an old stand-up tamper. I don't know what kind of engine it had on it. That thing sometimes would get a little something in the carburetor, and it was hard to keep it running. We would get it running up on, and then we'd carry it down in there to the foundation and try to get it running, and it wouldn't want to run. Anyway, we finally ended up overhauling it, and it ran good, but it was one of those stand-up tampers. It always reminded me of like some sort of gasoline pogo stick or something. And I, anytime I was, I was just a kid, you know, and I'd try, I'd wanted to, I said, man, I'd like to sit on that thing. And see how I said, man, that would hurt your back. You know, it's so pounding up and down. It's got that cylinder and the gasoline motor tapping it. They have the walk-behind tampers. But the tamper really is to put things to the test. And we had some places that looked kind of solid, and it looked like it was about ready, you know, for the concrete truck to come in. And we'd run the tamper on it. And boy, it would sink sometimes about a foot. It would sink down about a foot. And you'd have to add some gravel or something in there or, or just pour it deeper with concrete. But you couldn't do it on weak soil. Same way spiritually. You can't build on weak soil. You can't build on sand. And he's saying that the, the people who listen to the Lord, they hear the Lord's sayings and they do them, they're like wise people. What's the difference between wise people and foolish? Well, wise people do what they know they need to do. That's the spiritual recipe for spiritual success is if you just take what you know to do, what God explains to your heart, and just do it. Just walk in obedience. And so it's this obedience that is essentially spiritually taking your house and building on the solid rock. The foolish man, by reason of the scriptures here, the foolish man had the opportunity to build upon the rock. And likewise, the wise man had the opportunity to build on the sand. And every person, I think that's important for us to understand, that every person, we may look at a person's life and we may begin to sympathize with them a little bit and say, well, you know, they weren't raised in church and they, they weren't raised this way and they don't have this going in their favor and those things, uh, you know, they haven't worked out. But every person, the gospel is for everybody. God speaks to everybody. The grace has appeared to all men, teaching all men. And every person has the opportunity to build upon the rock. And so building upon the rock is as simple as when you hear God speak and you know God's sayings, then you just do that. You just obey. And that's like taking and planting the foundation on that solid rock. And we had a house. I don't think the whole house was built upon rock, but we had a house where a portion of it, it might have been the porch or something, we dug down and hit solid rock. And Dad, I mean, we ran the tamper on it. And you could run the tamper over there and you could feel it shaking because it was just so solid. Not shaking, shaking, but vibrating rather. You could tell there was one big, one big slab of stone under there. That's a really good foundation. That's a solid foundation. You can tap into something solid. You're going to build any kind of structure. And some people would say... You know, some people would say, well, I don't, I don't really plan this house to be here for a long time. I don't really plan for, you know, I'm, not, I'm just going to maybe just 
maybe, maybe we're just going to start by just, we're just going to do a shelter house here. And some projects start like that. They say, we just want something temporary. And some, some people, either their church or they're uh, at their house or something, they'll say, I just want a little, first, you guys are probably familiar with doing room additions, that a lot of stuff starts off as just these little paver stones. And then pretty soon, you know, it might be like gravel. And then they take up the gravel and they put down the paver stones. And then they take up the paver stones and maybe they want to pour a pad. And then they want to put up some poles on the side and have like a little makeshift structure. And the next thing you know, Daryl and Robert Weaver's crew is called in to actually make it part of the house. <laughs> and they got to find out what's down under there. See if it's solid enough to actually build on after all this, you know, change in mind and deciding to upgrade and upgrade and upgrade. And spiritually speaking, some people may not assess the whole situation. They may not realize the test of life is that that will come. See, the test, the, the winds and the rains that beat upon these houses, it beat upon both of them. It, didn't just, it just didn't beat harder on the foolish man's house. It doesn't beat harder on the wise man's house. It beats equally on both of their houses. But the only one that's going to stand is the one that's on the rock. The rock is Jesus Christ, of course. It's upon Him, and it's upon His sayings, and His leadership, and His guidance. It's upon His kingdom. And so he says, the difference between these two is the difference whether the person obeys or not. See, they've both heard the truth. They've both listened to the truth. But one obeys. The one that obeys, the one that does the sayings, the one that carries out the will of the Father, the one that takes interest in, and walks in the light is the wise man in his house doesn't fall. He says, Whosoever, therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them. There is not just one wise man. There just wasn't one saint back in the day that said, Oh, they did this and God preserved their life, spiritually gave them eternal life. They walked in the light. God blessed them and helped them to make it. But he says, whosoever, there's no segregation here. It's for anybody who hears the sayings of God, whether it's reading them in his word, whether it's God speaking to them in a dream or a vision or in their mind, directing their mind, or whether it's them hearing preaching or handed a gospel tract, but both parties have received the truth. The only difference is one chooses to build upon the rock by walking in obedience, by doing what God says to do. There are a lot of people, there are a lot of people in jail. And I've listened to some interviews of some people, some criminals, and a lot of them will tell you that they knew better. They knew better than to do what they did. And they're spending the rest of their life behind bars. Why? Because they were negligent? Why? Because nobody told them what they should or shouldn't do? Why? Because there was nobody there to train them? No. Just because they didn't do it. They knew. They had the truth. Somebody asked me one time, said, you know, why is it? Why is it? Why, why did Eve, why did Eve take of the forbidden fruit? She knew that she wasn't supposed to. God said no. God said you weren't to touch it, you weren't to partake of that. They knew where it was, so why did Eve partake of it? And I said, that's the age-old question. If a person knows to do good, why wouldn't they do it? 
And I said, it's a question for every one of us. That particular person was, was uh, struggling and laying again the old foundation of sin in their life. And that was one reason why I was talking to them. And I said, you know, I said, I think Eve could ask you that question. Why do you partake of the forbidden fruit? Why do you go back to those old things again? Why do you disobey after you know, after you've had everything laid out before you, the truth has been laid out before you, but yet you choose to disobey? The foundation. The foundation is the Lord, but the choice is whether to lay the foundation upon the Lord or not. It's pretty simple. It's not a really a complex illustration. <laughs> there's either rock or there's sand. You're either going to stand the test of time or you're not. The storms are going to come. Are, are you going to be ready? Are you going to be ready to stand before the Lord? Are you going to be ready to stand and withstand the test of the storm on your life? Rain. The rain descended. And the floods came. And the winds blew. Notice that order. You ever, maybe you haven't, maybe I'm just interesting. <laughs> when, when I went with my siblings, we used to go down to Hope Sound for their camp meeting in the wintertime. Grew up going down there every year. Enjoyed it. A lot of good children's services that the Lord spoke to my heart as I was tender. Got some things settled down there, and I appreciate that. But they lived, the campgrounds was kind of close to the beach, and we would go down to the beach sometimes, usually in the morning. Wasn't fit to go down in the afternoon or even late morning. A lot of other people would be there and decently dressed, and we found out we could go in the morning, and there wasn't hardly anybody there. It was just kind of too cold, and they had, anybody that was there had to keep their clothes on. That's the way I like it. <laughs> There were some fishermen there, but we'd go there, and some of my siblings and even some friends, different, this happened different times, but we'd build little sand castles and little forts and stuff. And I tell you, what'll knock them down is not just the wind, but a little bit of moisture around the surface, or around the, the foundation. A little bit of unsettling around the foundation. The, the flood's coming. And there's been some big structures that have collapsed and caved in and gotten washed away, not because they weren't big, but because the water came and tested the foundation. It says that the, the rains came down. They descended. They came down from the sky. It's got the rains coming down. And then you got the floods, and the floods kind of come up. They kind of swish back and forth sometimes, or the, sometimes they'll take things down the direction. I, we did some uh, weather spotter training and some different emergency training, and one of the videos they showed was a mobile home going down the river. <laughs> what happened? Got swiped off its foundation. Didn't have much of a foundation. Wasn't tied down. Wasn't anchored. A big structure like that. And I, I wouldn't have thought that a big mobile home could be rushing down the river. But that was. Vehicles, trucks. They say it doesn't take very much water. If it's rushing fast, people try to drive through it, it could carry your car away. It was like maybe two foot of water. Two foot of really quick moving water can, can move your vehicle, carry you someplace you didn't intend to go. <laughs> Remember that. When it floods, don't drive through the water. There's people that they showed videos that they, they knew the road really well, and they come down through there, and, oh, you know, it's just a little bit of water. I can drive through that. 
and they drive out part way and the road is washed away. And there they go down the river. The floods will really put the test of some things, especially the foundation. And then after the foundation has been weakened, it's got all that moisture and everything is muddy and of course like sand, you know what it does at the beach if you try to build a sand castle and the tide comes in. About a couple waves and it's about gone. And you can't even tell there was ever a little sand castle there. And that's what it does to these people. Their life. It's, it's maybe grand to the outside perspective. It's really grand before the storm comes, but the rains beat down and the floods come and then the wind blows and it's shaken. And the scripture says, Jesus said, not only did it fall, but he says, great, great was the fall. The fall was great. Catastrophe, disaster. All because a person didn't obey. All because they didn't choose to put their foundation, to lay their stake on the Lord with their obedience. The foundation. Making your foundation on the rock. The first works. We've been called, the weavers probably have too, maybe Kevin. We get calls from time to time. Or we used to, we don't do construction much anymore. People wanted us to come in and find out what they could do about cracks in their basement wall. and Their, their house is shifting because somebody didn't lay a solid foundation down. And years after the house was built, we, we were called to check out a house that wasn't very old. I don't even think it was five years old. And it already had major cracks in the foundation. It was already unsettled. Here, somebody's invested money in the land and invested money in all the materials and the labor to put it up, and they did a good job. The house was beautiful. But they cut corners on the foundation. They didn't make sure it was solid enough before they started building. I don't know what that house looks like right now, but you can put caulking in the cracks. You can mix up mortar and put in the cracks, but if it's not settled on something solid, it's going to fall down someday. That's just the way life is. But thank the Lord that we can be rooted on the rock, founded on the rock through obedience. Not our strength. We're not the rock. But we can choose to be on the rock. Amen? Check your foundation. Check it out. I've talked to people looking to buy houses. And I said, man, one of the most important things you can do is go down in the crawl space or down in the basement and have a look around. And go up in the attic and have a look around. Look up in the attic to see if there's any holes for rain to come in, any leaks, and get down in the crawl space or the basement. And so one person told me, he said, man, I, it's dirty down there and I don't want to crawl around on my stomach. I'm just ready to buy the house. I said, yeah, you might be getting into something bigger than what you can handle. But check out the foundation before you buy a house. And it's good sometimes just to spiritually let the Lord search our hearts and just check the foundation. Make sure we're on something solid. You've heard the stories, you don't hear about it much anymore, where they have house movers to come in, and they'll jack up the house, and they'll put boards under it and beams, and they'll put it on a trailer, and they'll move it. They'll get permits, they'll raise uh, traffic lights. One of my friends, he flies, drone, he flies a drone uh, for a side job, and he videos these big moves of these different projects. He said they go in the town, they get permits, and they go in with bucket trucks and they take down, they take, they'll move electric lines out of the way, they'll lift stuff up so these big things can get down through there. My grandpa knew a guy who had a barge 
down on the high river and he would move houses for people. He said they'd buy, buy out a, a whole field or an area that they were going to turn into industrial, build a factory or a big business, and they had a whole bunch of houses. And he said at one, at one point his, his buddy that was moving the houses, he had all the barge, all the expensive stuff was done, and they said, you know, we don't want the houses, we just want them cleared out of here. And if we had them tore down, we'd have to pay to have the materials removed. How about we sell them to you for a dollar piece? And he had these houses, he was buying them for a dollar piece because he was the only one that could move them. <laughs> Not anybody can move the house, you know. <laughs> you need your house moved, I might be able to come over and help you load boxes from the content inside, but I don't know if I could help you much or move the whole house. But thank the Lord that God can get our house spiritually settled on the foundation of His rock. Praise the Lord that He is trustworthy. Thank the Lord. Let's stand tonight. We love you, Lord, and thank you for your ministry to our hearts. We thank you for this truth. We ask, Lord, that you would help us to make sure that we are settled on the rock. And that throughout our life, as our house is being built, that we would stay and remain on the foundation of rock. Not choosing to uh, sidestep it and cut corners spiritually. Not choosing to switch over and try to build on the sand. But Lord, to stay on the rock, to stay on you, to be solid and secure. Let us be rooted and grounded and settled and anchored in you. We praise your holy name. Thank you, Lord, that as the rains descend and as the floods come and as the winds blow and they do blow, that we can remain solid in you. Praise your name. We give you the glory for the strength that you give us. We ask, Lord, that you prepare our hearts for what lies ahead this coming week. Minister to each one of us. Touch those who would like to be here but couldn't make it tonight. Gather us back safely, Lord. Maybe here or maybe on the other shore. We can't wait to see you. Help us to walk in obedience, whatever it is that you speak to our hearts, to make sure our anchor is cast in you. Praise your holy name. Amen. You're dismissed.